Hello and welcome to Reddit on Reddit, the internet's auditory version of Reddit. I'm Nelson Allingham, joined by Michael Cambo Campbell. Nelson, you're getting a bit shaggy there. Uh, I know. You're not quite at the level where uh, last lockdown, lockdown number one, the original, Mm. uh, we released a video that we recorded and the reaction from everyone was, oh my God, look at Nelson. You had the big beard and and the really crazy hair. You're not quite there yet, but I can see you're on that trajectory. Yep. I've decided to get into the caveman roots, Cambo. <laughs> what can you really know about yourself if you haven't lived like your ancestors, is what I often say. Um, so, I've been living in a cave. I mean, there, there are things you can know about yourself that they wouldn't have known about themselves, like, I don't know, their cholesterol, for instance. Yeah, but see that. See, oh god, you're thinking like such a millennial, Cambo, like a disgusting millennial, because it's uh, ignorance is bliss. So <laughs> sometimes all you need to know is fire bad and uh, and sex good. Yeah. So like and like 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 ignorance being bliss, for example. When, when you grew up in this country, in, in Australia, as a kid, and you didn't realise that most of our news media came from a single corporation with a single person that influences a lot of our politics, were you happier in the world? Like, do you think that that ignorance was bliss? And you're saying that caveman doesn't have to think about things like that. So therefore, they just hunt and gather. Yeah. They, the only media they've got is the pictures they drew on the wall. And probably, and probably Murdoch. We don't know about how old he is. He was probably influencing stuff even back then. He was pretty influential. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's true. But uh, yes, I have resorted to cave times. But I will will take a, a trip back, Cambo, perhaps with this first Reddit on Reddit. Sure. This is could be considered caveman times. Uh, it was in the subreddit funny and sad, but it was definitely cross-posted from, or, you know, like stolen from somebody else who posted on something else. (laughs) And I just forgot to save the first time I read this and decided to save it the second time. Uh, but it's by time to lose it. 16. They said, uh, it's actually, and in fact, I think it's like a Twitter post or something, uh, by blurds online. Uh, and they've written... Shout out to Tom from MySpace. Homie Cassius checked and bounced. He never tried to influence elections, be an advocate for free speech, purchase competitors, sell out information, or any of that. Just taught us all some basic HTML and rolled out. <laughs> and it's got the classic uh, picture of Tom. Yep. In front uh, of the whiteboard. MySpace. In front of the whiteboard. Yeah. Yep. I can see the word beach in there wonder what he was writing beach for mm, isn't that interesting Cambo probably trying to influence an election we're all wrong mm. about him yeah trying to influence the people in the beach but here's vote. here's the thing I think that, that the real dangerous people aren't the ones you know about the real dangerous people are the ones you don't know about they're the ones lurking in the shadows right mm. and and being unseen forces of nature so no. I think that maybe Tom was like I've got too much of a public profile because I want to yeah. like, influence elections and I want to kind of have nefarious kind of goings on. So I'm going to drop MySpace 
and disappear for long enough that people forget about me. Yeah. So then I can, I, all my, like, now that I've got all this money, all my dastardly plans can come into action. So really, I think it's a good thing that every couple of years we do need to think about Tom. So yeah. he's never gone from the public consciousness. We should have Tom Day. <laughs> where everybody thinks about Tom from MySpace. We yep. wonder, we just inquire where he is, yep. what he's doing, uh, his associates, those sort of things. Um, funny you mentioned that, actually. It's very easy to see what Tom is up to. He has a uh, he has an Instagram account, huh. and he's just a... A travel photographer. Yeah, great. Like you would be, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I think it's more like well, he travels a lot. Yeah. He- and also <laughs> because he's got millions of dollars and so also decides to take pictures yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. while he's living this glorious lifestyle. Yeah, I think it's like he's a travel photographer not due to the huge demand for his photos. Yeah. Because he just can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, I saw as well, because obviously I just like clicked on a few links in these comments where people are yeah, wondering what he was doing. So I think he sold MySpace for something like $400 million or yeah. something like ludicrous. And, uh, and uh, to News Corp, I think, uh, which has got to be, I reckon, the best sale in the world. Not because of monetary value. Sure, there's probably you know there's deals that have been done that are that are you know billions of dollars yeah. worth. Yeah, uh, I think for two reasons. One is like those sort of billion dollar or multi million dollar deals. Often are you know bigger corporations. You know, corporation buying another corporation, and there's like heads of boards and whatever, and it's like entities that own the company. Um, but from MySpace, it really felt like it's kind of like Tom owns you know, owned MySpace pretty much. Like there was, I'm sure, you know, for tax purposes and whatnot, (laughs) there were companies that, you know, technically owned it or whatever. Mm. But it feels like he definitely was just like the number one dude that was like, I, you know, I benefited the most out of selling this company, like purely me. But the other reason was, I think just the fact that he sold the company at its peak and it almost instantly died yeah like that is going to be the best feeling in the world where you're like i made 400 million dollars off like something that was a flash in the pan yeah it it would be like like you had a bunch of like shares in something and you sold them the day before the stock market crash yeah it's like oh man boy did i get out where the getting was good (laughs) yeah here's also what i love is when a big huge company like news corp who is a company i do not like Buy something to try and be cool and then that thing immediately fails like I love <laughs> yeah. the idea that they wasted 400 million dollars on that yeah yeah and, and like they would not have got a return on that investment <laughs> but, and yeah. they, they tried to turn into like a music platform for a while as well I think Justin Timberlake had like a stake in it as well like these people jumping on to try and be cool and relevant and, and yeah. get something to connect with younger people at the time yeah and Immediately, as soon as that happened, it failed. A new platform popped up, and everyone jumped ship to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're on MySpace, Campo. If we you are on MySpace, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, well, 
I, I do have to say, I think it's funny. Like, I think it's uh, so great that he just, he kind of got away with, <laughs> with this. But I, I have to, I think, discredit this uh, tweet in general to think about how much of a, you know, good guy he was. Right. Because, you know, they said um, he never tried to influence elections. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, yep, probably not. Uh, be an advocate for free speech. I mean, that would probably be a good thing, although they do, they do have free speech in quotation marks, so I guess they're, uh, you know, faking that. Um, purchase competitors, maybe... Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember MySpace I, trying I, to purchase anything. I think they probably because, did. I think only because it never got to that point. Well, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if... Quite often, I think sometimes there's like smaller startups, right? Yeah. That you don't hear about. It's not like a huge company buying a, you know another huge company. Like, yeah, you hear about that stuff. Yeah. But quite often, there's just like little small startups that are working on like particular bits of technology. Yeah. And they get bought out all the time. And it's not like, you know, and, and then it might fail or whatever and you never even hear about it. But, yeah, um, like, like I think a, a popular version of this is a lot of companies that develop technology to help like gps systems often yeah. get brought out by either apple for apple maps or google for google maps so they can yeah. implement because the, the, it's they, they don't care about the company they care about like the ip or the piece of algorithm or something that they yeah. have license to that they yeah. want to use in their platform so that is buy them out and you, you yeah. never heard of them you never hear of them again because they're brought out now exactly uh, in in particular, um, I, I know a lot recently has come from, uh, you know, VR, mm. like virtual reality headsets and stuff. There is so much tech going on in that space yeah. and so many tiny companies that are being bought by, you know, a company like Valve or yep. by Sony or yep. by, you know, uh, Facebook obviously had their own uh, thing like the Vive, like they Facebook bought that, well, which yeah. was obviously one of the bigger, bigger sales that people kind of knew about. But, you know, Vive itself is like, like there's people that are work that, uh, you know, startups that are working on like the LCD screens that you put in yeah. the headset. And it's like they get bought out by these bigger companies because they're doing something. But anyway, so there might have been something like that for MySpace that we sort of don't know about. Um, but the last one, sell our information or any of that. Well... Let's just think about this for a second. <laughs> Do you think that before Tom sold MySpace, he was like, hold on, let me just totally protect everybody's information. I don't want this to get leaked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like, $400 million! <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> uh, I think that was probably his reaction and didn't really think about it. like. Uh, you're right. News Corp maybe didn't get $400 million worth of, you know, profit from MySpace, but they damn well would have got a, a lot of information yeah. worth m- multiple millions of dollars worth. Um, and I'm sure that Tom did not give a fuck about that. So I think like <laughs> this in itself is is the thing that we can just say, look, Tom's not, he's okay, right? Yeah. He, I, I like his story, but he did sell our information all, to all, like the worst corporation. Well, I, I would also say, look, yeah, Tom never tried to influence elections, sold to News Corp, owned by a man who absolutely <laughs> tries to influence his elections. Exactly. Look yeah. at any election in Australia. So uh, yeah. just for people in case you don't, like you're not as familiar with it as we are in this country, but News Corp owned by uh, Rupert Murdoch, 
a man who leans quite conservative. And mm. a great example of this is Jacinda Ardern, someone that, that we really love on this show, um, recently won the election in New Zealand by like a huge majority. Like she's mm. re-elected to be the Prime Minister of New Zealand. And there was a <laughs> there was a lineup of headlines about this. You know, Jacinda Ardern wins in landslide victory. Jacinda Ardern victorious in New Zealand again. And then it got to the Australian newspaper, which is one known by News Corp and Rupert Murdoch, in which the headline was Danger over the ditch as incompetent leader is re-elected. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we we had a we had a prime minister uh, that is very against News Corp called Kevin Rudd, who's at the moment trying to kind of like have a commission into into their monopoly. Yep. And the Royal whole commission, time yeah. he was prime minister, almost every newspaper <laughs> in the whole country, all owned by the one corporation, did nothing but attack him the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, Kevin Rudd is definitely, you know, like he uh, th- at the time that he was prime minister, he, um, uh, you know, definitely held a lot of the same values that I did, like as a as a as somebody leading the country. But he did also like not do a very good job. So that one, I think, is harder to be like, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, oh the papers were attacking I, him, and it's like, my, oh yeah, but he did kind of micromanage himself out of office. So, my point like, is, <laughs> I would argue that a lot of prime ministers, including the one currently, also don't do a good job, but yeah. do not get the coverage on news front page newspapers, perhaps that someone like a Kevin Rudd did. So my point yeah. is that he sold it to a man that is almost uh, influenced every single election in this country for like 40 years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actually amazing that like, you know, at times they've been, uh, we've managed to have a, an opposition that's kind of been, uh, I mean, I guess nobody really comes out to say that they're against the Murdoch press because <laughs> uh, then you definitely will be constantly attacked. But, uh, you know, obviously there's been some times where they haven't, um, you know, the the leaders of our uh, of Australia have not def- directly aligned with, mm. you know, Rupert Murdoch and his beliefs. Like, that seems like just an amazing feat of itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... Um, uh, it, it's we will, it will be interesting, I think that if the Murdoch press is ever taken out one day to see how the political climate changes, not just in Australia, but like around the world, because media is obviously such a huge influence on, on people. Like we, we don't, I think that we don't even, um, are not even that conscious about it sometimes about how much we're influenced by the media. Do you know, okay, this is kind of a bit of a random story, but I, I but um but I feel like it's kind of the same in a roundabout way as uh back in the day um there was Thomas Edison mm-hmm. and Nikola Tesla, right? Yeah. Both inventors of different types of electricity, mm-hmm. uh you know, well, different types of yeah, current. direct current, alternative current. Yep. And uh, what Thomas Edison did one day was in front of a crowd of people, he used uh, Nikola Tesla's form of... uh, Alternative current. Alternative current. And uh, electrocuted a... An elephant, I yeah. think. Oh, I think he actually did the things for like dogs and puppies. Yeah, yeah. All he kinds probably did animals. this like yeah, yeah. multiple times, and he's like, "This is what can happen with you know Nikola Tesla's electricity." Uh, 
and and so that influenced people and you know Nikola Tesla is seen as kind of like well not so much now but you know was seen as like the failure like he had the worst technology and like that on its own small scale that influenced the world for its you know future like years and years afterwards is like that was its own form of media right like that was just somebody lying about it kind (laughs) of kind of pretending to, that it was truth, being able to sort of back it up, you know, by electrocuting these things. And if you don't know anybody any better, you're like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Like, he's electrocuting someone, he's using Nikola Tesla current. Yep, sure. Um, and I think the same thing happens today, but just on a, like, more subtle scale. You know, mm. nobody's electrocuting the elephant, but um, there are, you know, the same sort of forms of that that, that we are getting influenced by that we don't even totally realise. But like there's even things where it's it's versions of that almost exact thing still stick around because as soon as you put something out there it, it'll be out there forever and even if the majority don't believe it there are people that will just not question I let's take QAnon for example right like all the theories that QAnon have about uh, Pizza Gate and Hillary Clinton and that she uh, drinks the blood of kids and things like that. Like, I think the majority of people would go, that doesn't seem true. Yeah. But you know what? Everybody kind of knows it as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's Yeah. Just, uh, another famous one is, for some reason in the 90s, there was just a rumor that Richard Gere, the actor, shoved a gerbil up his ass. Which yeah. is a story I don't think is true, but is a story that, like, most people have heard of. And no matter what Richard Gere does... For some reason, someone just decided to, to to say that, and now it's always going to be with him. <laughs> yeah. So right. it, it's similar to like you were saying, is like electrocuting, electrocuting the elephant. Even if people could like, there were some people that go, "Well, that's not a one-to-one comparison," and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a stigma that will just always be around with that thing for a long, long time and yeah. take a long time to shake. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, to me, that's like so genius to electrocute the elephant is because you can, you could see the elephant dying, you know, like you could, like that looks as much proof as possible. These days you don't even need that much. You can just, if enough people report on it, then that's enough to almost consider it proof. Yeah. You know, if you, like, I would be more convinced if, you know... I saw an elephant being electrocuted. If somebody was like, oh, look, uh, you know, global warming doesn't exist and I can prove it by electrocuting this elephant, (laughs) I'd be like, I don't quite understand the science behind this, but if they say so, I've seen the elephant die. (laughs) And, you know, it might be more believable. But, yeah, it just doesn't even have to be that way anymore. Um, But anyway... That was a whole uh, rant about uh, the media and whatnot. But basically, all I'm saying is, look, Tom didn't necessarily have our best interests at heart. But also, never forget Tom from MySpace, because if we forget him, that's when he starts doing the evil stuff. That's when he strikes. That is when he strikes. Um, All right, Campbell, let's get into Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit. This Ask Reddit is by PuzzleHeaded AD8321. You accidentally put in an hour more community service than needed. Now you have to do one hour of community disservice. 
what do you do? Oh, community disservice. I mean, I, the the easy one, if you if you're just reversing, like when I think of community service, even though this isn't what it is, I picture like the people with the things on the side of the road picking up, you know, the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then it would You've be done the, that for an hour too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just drive back down the road, throwing out like whatever wrappers <laughs> or whatever have like built up in your car over the previous months. I, I actually think like that is I was thinking about this just yesterday I was uh, walking back from the park and um, I just saw a, like empty slurpy cup on the side of the road and I was like it's such a strange I think concept that we litter yeah like when I was I feel like when you're younger and you're a child you could kind of be excused. I remember actually in primary school, like it was a joke with me and my friends because obviously you'd get in trouble if you littered at school and you'd go have to pick up papers. You'd have to do your own community <laughs> service. Campaign. But um, so we kind of made this joke about like how to secretly litter. <laughs> and you would like fold your arms, but then drop your, you know, chip packet. Um you know, but then, like, obviously, I got older and I was like, oh, littering is just like the dumbest, mm. most, like, stupidest thing that humans do. It's the epitome and of. And I like- don't understand why we still do like so many people over the age of like 15 still do it. Why? Yeah. It, it's the epitome <laughs> of like the society failing, isn't it? Where, yeah. like, you, you've bred people that are such that, like, holding an empty cup is so light and so not a problem and there are like designated spots that are fairly common that you could put those and to just go oh but i can't be bothered and just release your grip yeah like what kind of a human are you (laughs) when when that is such a challenge that is such a difficult thing to be part of that like you can't you know you, you feel so distressed by being having to put something in a bin that you throw it on the ground. Like with that, you're absolutely right. That is that is shows us that society has failed. And until we get that done, yeah. <laughs> then then we might be able to you know progress yeah. as a society. Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, too many people are littering. <laughs> if people think that we can achieve some kind of world peace before we can teach like people over the age of 15 to just hold on to it for a few minutes until you yeah. come across a receptacle to put your your trash yeah they are crazy. I do have to admit I hate it when there's not a bin around when there it, when it's like a public area and you're like there should be a bin around here yeah. surely <laughs> but the difference is that's fine to be annoyed but by. I will still hold <laughs> yeah. on to my rubbish yeah <laughs> It's annoying, but like I'm not like oh, there's no bit around. This is somebody else's fault. That, as that's I what hurl it is, my, isn't it? It's yeah. like instantly you you know the person that as soon as it becomes the tiniest bit inconvenient, that's when they give up. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, I've held on to it. Where's it been? Scan around, scan around. None in the immediate area. Drop. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's done. <laughs> I tried. Um, yeah. Um. And I think it's funny, right, that that uh, just as... Con- and, and not that I'm saying um, this, is, this is, like, necessarily all bad, but 
you you can tell that the idea of like littering and stuff like we're not we're not doing it well as a society when you when the solutions are not to fix the behavior but to uh adapt to the behavior so it's like okay well well people are just always going to litter let's just accept that as a fact let's try and make the plastic more biodegradable <laughs> you know it's like let's yeah. let's work around yeah. what the fucking idiots of the world are doing rather than the All other right. way what, around what if what if this one doesn't kill turtles when people <laughs> drop it into the sewer because they're yeah, gonna drop it yeah. into the sewer obviously yeah, yeah, we, can't, we definitely can't stop that. That is, that is happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like those the the rings that they put around camps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like we put out ad campaigns where you had to snip them. You know, people still do it. They're not they're not snipping it. <laughs> well, because um, they they probably took the, the the plastic off the set of cans and were like, all right, yeah. I should snip these. Where are some scissors? Oh, there's none around. Oh, well, I just put it straight there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try and rip it. Oh, I can't do that. It's just stretches. <laughs> if anything, I've killed a larger turtle now. <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, uh, but otherwise... So we're just littering. Is that our community disservice? I mean, I, I think I mean I think that's, that's a simple. Just, one. We've we've established that standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, but, you know, but like, how, how can we be a disservice to the community in other ways? Because that's that's the very basic. That's your starting block. But yeah, are there yeah. ways that we can be more detrimental to the community in more kind of devious ways? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would also like to look if I'm going to do some community disservice I would like to uh, monetarily gain from it I think um, well uh, see which I'm, I'm gonna- I, I think could be as, e- as easy as like pickpocketing you know <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's well, a I pretty think- easy community disservice I'm going to go slightly higher level now there's no monetary gain for us necessarily but there is monetary I'll find loss. a way Cameron. there is monetary <laughs> loss for others which I okay. will take as a community disservice which is yeah. I would just go around and remove the signs that tell you how long parking is for in, in different <laughs> parts yeah. of different streets so everyone yeah, just assumes yeah. that maybe it's just untimed parking and yeah. then they're getting a constant influx of fines yeah but then if good... there's more money coming to the local council through fines does that help the community yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, you know what we should do? We should pay for people's parking meters when it expires. I've, no, I, I've, I've got it, Nelson. What we do is we just start a local mafia. Oh, okay. So we just shake yeah. down stores for protection money. <laughs> we kind of yeah. like influence local things, like local elections, and 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 getting permits yeah. for different things and whatnot. That's what we do. We start the mafia. You have to remember it's it's uh, one hour though of the community service. So I I wonder if like uh, you know or, or I'm assuming the equivalent of an hour's worth. I wonder if um, we could just shake down like one store. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you, like, do you think we could walk into a local milk bar mm. and be like, hey, we're here for the protection money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and I'll have a and I'll have a bag of those milk bottles to go, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a thing. It's <laughs> yeah, it, it, like we'd need to put on. I've been watching a little bit of The Sopranos lately, so I'll take the lead, Nelson. I, I understand how it okay. all works. We got to wear leather jackets with big collars over the leather jacket, so they know. Okay, they're mm. gangsters, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a lot of it is just insinuating the bad stuff could happen, but maybe yeah. we can help them out. Yeah, yeah, it's like you okay, got a nice okay. store. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe we can make sure nothing <laughs> happens to it. You know? <laughs> yeah. What if though they're they're insured at the wazoo, and it actually fingers crossed something does happen to their shitty milk bar? Well, then because it, it would be, it would make more than the uh, you know expired Doritos that they're selling on the shelves. Then I think the thing is, then you get into business with them and do a bit of insurance fraud, being like, "Hey, you want something to happen to your milk bar? Maybe, uh, maybe we can make that happen." You know, cut yeah, us in, cut us okay. in. Okay. And it's still disservice. Is it? Is it just a disservice to the community if we just burn down a store? Is that enough? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's enough. I think that's achievable in an hour. We could we could burn it down, um, or we or, or we burn it for. An hour, and then we have to quickly put it out. <laughs> Whatever's left after the hour no, no, of burning, because if we put it out, remains. then we're uh, we're doing community service again. So it mm. is in our name. We need to leave a neutral. We 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 bur- we fan the flames for an hour, and yeah. then after an hour, we're like, all right, it's up to you now. Whatever happens next, we're not involved in any way. We're not involved, or we let it go for two hours. And then spend an hour <laughs> putting it out. out. <laughs> yeah, we've gone back yeah, to. We just don't want to be down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just let the tires out of a lot of people's cars? I feel like that would actually be because I like the idea that you know, like the hour of community disservice. You know, it's like it's like going around and picking up rubbish. Mm. Like it just takes time, yeah. and you know, somebody has to do it. It's like I feel like letting out tires of cars. That takes a, that takes time just to do, it. and so you could, you know, quantify that by an hour's worth. Okay, how, how, oh, I could be, I could probably get you know about thirty cars maybe. How about this, Nelson? We could work together here. We've both done our community service. We've both done too many. So now we both need to do our hour of disservice. So we pick a street, like maybe like a busy street, and I take down the parking signs, and you let the air out of the tires. Therefore, when mm-hmm. someone goes, oh, you've been parked here too long, you need to, you need to move. And then they yeah. get in their car to go to move and they're tired of it. <laughs> they can't. Suckers. Oh, my God. This is brilliant, Kemba. We should be masterminds. <laughs> Criminal masterminds. Um, okay. Uh, I've got another one here. This is by Hagastonian. Which actor portrayed a character so well that no other actor could ever replace them. I mean, look, the realistic answer is nobody. Like, everybody can be replaced, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, theoretically um, speaking, I understand what they're saying. But yeah, they're like, you yeah. could never replace Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. But you can. Like, you could. <laughs> you probably... See, I think there are... Ex- the one that came to mind for me was Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And his Joker. Yeah, but there's been two I Jokers think, since. I know, yeah. Uh, but but we're talking about like, but they they did not live up to that performance, you know? Yeah, see, like, definitely. I mean, let's not pretend. Like, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was, was good. Like, great. Liked it. Loved it. 
But um, whatever his face is, Tom uh, Tom Hardy is that what his name is? No, Jared Leto. Jared, <laughs> who's Tom Hardy? <laughs> Jared Leto, his one yeah. sucked balls. Yeah. And I think like the Heath Ledger's Joker was just like so well portrayed as like this insane guy but like you know the the cadence in his voice mm. and how he talked like it was just so well done that it's like i don't think there will be another joker in my lifetime that's portrayed as well as he portrays here's my that point joker. about that right because i'm actually against this idea that that something is untouchable like the worst case scenario is someone does it and it's not as good jared Leto, for example yeah, but yeah. What you're saying about Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. if you cast your mind back to 2007 when he was cast, is exactly what people were saying about Jack Nicholson at the time. Being like, you can't beat Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That is the ultimate. Jo- in, in like, so it's hard to say that in like 30 years, yeah, that there can't be anyone that will be oh. as good, if not better. And that, that's my point with any of this recasting stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You can have your I'm favorites. I'm not saying that's people fine. shouldn't try. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that, you know, they shouldn't try. But I'm saying that it's like the the idea that he played the role so well that, like, it is, it, it has surpassed everything before it. Yeah. And up until this point, still surpassed even any reiterations of yeah, that. Yeah, but you what know? I'm like, saying is you, like, people can never guarantee that there won't be someone. And, mm. and that's the thing. Like, here's, a, here's an example of one that I think is, is always seen as the role that no one else could do, which is uh, Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly in Back to the Future, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I don't even agree with that. (laughs) But But like, Back to the Future is a movie that um, the creators have said they'll never let anyone remake it while they're alive. Uh, A lot of the fans are very passionate about like the idea that it can never be remade. It's like it's the whatever movie, right? Yeah. One, Michael J. Fox wasn't the original Marty McFly. He replaced someone already, so the role can be replaced. And two, look, I totally agree that he's great. But there was a there was a clip kind of recently where someone like someone was doing deep fakes and they they did yeah. a deep fake of back to the future where they replaced marty mcfly and doc brown with tom holland and robert downey jr yeah and my first thought was yeah tom holland would be great like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't think any role is irreplaceable i think robert downey jr is great as iron man i don't think he's irreplaceable i don't I, think that see, about i anyone. think it's partly to do with the character itself right like there is nothing really interesting about Marty McFly, right? He like he's just a kid. What about his cool right? jacket? Teen- he's de- oh, he does have the cool jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I- oh my god, I forgot about the cool jacket. <laughs> what, what about the lessons he learns along but, the but way? But see, like I oh, would see even even Doc is like harder would theoretically be harder to replace yeah. because he's more of a like he just has more of a personality to his character i think you know it's like it's like uh you know uh andy Dufresne for shawshank redemption literally anybody could play him (laughs) because he's just not that interesting of a character even though he's pivotally such an important part to the story literally anybody can play it i feel like and that's why i thought about the joker is because and I'm still not saying like, oh, 100% definitely you couldn't have somebody that replaces Heath Ledger. I'm just saying like, it was an amazing portrayal. It was so good. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think that you need, you need to have a character that's more unique in the way that it is, you know, 
that it is rather than like even yeah Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man yeah I think he did a great Iron Man but I think Iron Man as a character is still kind of pretty generic in a way you know it's like it's the it's um you know he's a billionaire playboy which is also the same as you know like Batman's character which has been played by many different people you know so it's like that type of character I think is played played a lot um but uh but yeah that's my thoughts on it (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway I think we should get into today I advise so now it's time for today I learned today I learned and also sometimes advice uh, this today I learned. Okay, this one I just found actually very interesting. But do I have anything to say about it? I don't know. Okay, we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, this is uh, by Mexicanook. Uh, today I learned that Coca-Cola makes the most makes most of its money from selling syrup to companies that manufacture and distribute their drinks. And as a result, it has a group dedicated to sending resources and experts to help uh, any that are in financial trouble. This helps avoid image and logistical problems for the brand. So when it says companies that use its syrups, are they companies that are under the Coca-Cola umbrella? Like, for instance, I know they own like a lot of water companies. Are they talking about those companies? Or are they talking about small, tiny companies? No, so I think this is smaller companies. I think that's how they get worldwide distribution. You know, it's like the 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 fact that um, you know you can you can find Coke in literally any part of the world. Mm. You know, um, and so I I would imagine like maybe in Australia, the company that like produces Coca Cola isn't actually. Coca-Cola, the company, they just buy the syrup and uh, maybe we're a big enough company for it to maybe actually be a big enough country to be, uh, you know, Coca-Cola is actually here. Probably that's probably what happened. But uh, I'd say maybe in smaller parts of the world, uh, the distribution is really like they're just a drinks manufacturer. Right. And they... uh, buy the syrup from Coke and then bottle it and stuff. And obviously it would be like, you have to bottle it in the same branding yeah, 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 and yeah. yada, yada. It, like a um, like a franchise yeah, yeah. type thing, I think, is, is kind of how it would work. But I just found that so interesting because I had just, I think, up until this point, assumed that it was the Coca-Cola brand everywhere that just had cells everywhere. But now, you know, as it's like being spelled out, I was like, oh, this actually makes way more sense and why it is in, you know, parts of the world that you wouldn't think, you know, like third world countries that you wouldn't think otherwise are able to access it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, probably because there's this subsidiary manufacturer type thing. That's and is sometimes doing. like cheaper than clean drinking water in, in countries. Like yeah, there, there are right. places where, where it's cheaper to buy a bottle of Coca-Cola than it is to buy something that is actually, you know, properly hydrating and nutritious yeah yeah i think we should have coca-cola that comes out of our taps Camber. they just would probably love that yeah <laughs> if they could that, get that far somehow i i would love that Camber. <laughs> i i'm an advocate for it 
I would probably, I'd probably get over it there, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe I, that's good. I quite like it. I need, I need something to, uh, you know. I find uh, that the the stop old, me drinking it. The older I get, the less coke is required to keep me satisfied. So when I was young, like you know, like your, your family would get that big kind of like jumbo share thing of coke. And then I think, like, mm. even when I was, like, maybe in my early 20s, if I was going to have Coke in, in the house, it'd be maybe, like, a 1.25 litre, like, you know, like a semi-whatever. And now, like, yeah. a can of Coke is too much. Like, yeah, I yeah. get about three quarters of the way through a can. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't need any more of this now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's becoming less and less. Like, I could have a glass of Coke and be like, that's fine. That's all I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, I think it's... Um to me that changes because I kind of know how like bad all the sugar is for me right Mm. and so I've kind of like trained my body over time to be like hey maybe don't indulge so much on this (laughs) and so then my body's like oh yeah I don't like having so much because I subconsciously know it's bad for me you know sort of thing and I'm like oh yeah this is too much um but if I hadn't had those like conscious thoughts, I'd probably be able to do it fine. Because the thing is, if Coke wasn't bad for me, I would probably drink it all the time. <laughs> like, I I think it just absolutely is like one of the most delicious drinks. Let's be honest. As a like suffering, there's just something about the combination of its flavors. It's like, damn, this is a good drink. And if it wasn't so like bad for me, it's like smoking, right? I used to be a smoker and, I, and I've quit now, but but if smoking was no longer caused any of the side effects that it does, I would absolutely go straight back to it, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not even a question. Mm. Quite enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, and and like on, on the inverse, if working out didn't have any benefit, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You'd never What's go for point? a run just because. <laughs> Why? Can't wait to experience fresh air. I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can open a window for that. Thank you very much. Um, oh, side story. Here's, here's a funny realization. I, I they uh, started up uh, tennis again in Melbourne because um, we eased up on some of our restrictions. So I had my first tennis lesson uh, in many weeks or months, even. And oh boy, I was. Uh, extremely out of breath after only a few minutes of running um, and the coach was like oh he's like oh you you're normally the one that runs around the most you're like the energizer bunny and, <laughs> and you've you've broken <laughs> I was like uh, yeah and then uh, but something else was funny is there is a, another uh, girl there and look I know I'm probably going to hell just for having these thoughts um, but um, I was like oh look she put on a little bit of weight. We could tell, you know. Hey, nothing against her. It happened. We all got stuck indoors for a long time. We probably all indulged a bit more. But then the the thing happened where I, where I thought I had that thought, and then I was instantly like, wait, I haven't done any exercise, <laughs> and I've probably eaten a lot. She's probably looking at me, being like, oh, look at this fat so who's done nothing the whole time. <laughs> Uh, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me, I think. But um, but yes. Anyway, uh, I think we should move on to shower thoughts. 
Shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. This shower thought is by Mary Cartilza. Cartilza. There is a certain point in everyone's life where how high can you count changes from a matter of knowledge to a matter of will. (laughs) Though, I think there's also a point in people's life where how high can you count goes from being an interesting and challenging proposition to something that you couldn't care less about. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think think almost... I think they're the same point. I think it's the realization that anybody can can count to infinity. Yeah, if, you know. Yeah, if they really wanted to, anyone could. Okay, here's my thoughts and why I included it, though, Cambo. I don't. I think that I would stop counting based on a matter of knowledge, and not by based on a matter. Well, also based on a matter of will, mm-hmm. but. I was thinking about this, and maybe you, Cambo, being the smart pants that you are, you, we both know you're the more educated person on this show. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I do run out of numbers that I know. Because, obviously, we, we you get into millions. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Billions, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Trillions, yep. Quadrillions, Okay, then what? Is it? Yeah. But he, this is my thought on what it is. Here's here's a here's a question in like I guess relativity mm-hmm. of time. How high could you count before you ran out of years? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I think you would definitely. Die. <laughs> I think in you fact, would die before sure you seen... would get to the ones you're not sure about. Therefore, no one would ever know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm talking about hypothetically. <laughs> Let's say I live forever, yeah, and you've um, taken this challenge. Which, if you're gonna yeah. live forever, sure. Why not do this? What you may as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, okay, so Camber, what comes after quadrillion? Um, I have a theory, but I don't even know if it's correct. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know other other um variations of it but i don't know which is next in the sequence you know what i mean there's like quintillion but yeah i don't know where that comes in the sequence you're right like after that it becomes it's kind of like like you might know a times table up to a certain point you know yeah and then afterwards see, you're that's like, oh my- i think i know the next one in this sequence but you're not sure see that's my that's my point i don't actually know because it's quadrillion, and then it could be quintillion. Is yep. that five? Yep. Or is it, because also it could be, and I'm not 100% sure, pentillion. Yeah. Because pent is also five. Yeah. And then and then like it might be uh, sextillion. Sextillion, yep. Then septillion, maybe. Uh, then o- octillion. Okay, that makes sense. Ninetillion, what's the next one? Yeah. And then when you get to... Ten tillion? Ten tillion? I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> but then that's not even the right because there would be like a, a million, billion, million. Like you'd get like ten times that amount, yeah. or whatever, or a hundred times, or a million times that amount, and you would come up with a new 
there would probably be a new word, right? Yeah. For what that should represent. I think you've got tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. What's like I when you get that far out, what is that? I, I, think lo- I lose that knowledge. This is where you win the challenge if you get to a point where you get to name it. Oh. Where you're like, what is this thing? This has never, this has never been ever yeah. counted before. So you yeah. get to name what that is. You've won the challenge. Well, and then, and then for um, for the sake of uh, you know people's future, you know, for the the mental anguish of the human race, mm-hmm. you should say, look, after this number, everything afterwards is just called a Nelson. <laughs> well, I was going to say, for the good of this show, if I got there, I would call it a Reddit on Reddit podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, the part of me is still hoping that I get there first, so I can call it a Nelson. <laughs> but I also appreciate that if you get there first, I will somehow still yeah, benefit you're still from better. that. <laughs> um. Because wouldn't that be good that you could be like, oh, um, pfft, oh, that's a Nelson amount of food on your plate, <laughs> you know? And it could just be, that's just a lot. It's not infinite, mm. but it's just, it's oh, camera is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that does mean that you will get associated with bad things because people will be like, oh, for the Nelson's time, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I've, oh, I've done this. <laughs> that does make more yeah, sense yeah, yeah. for the podcast, though. How many people did he kill? <laughs> oh, like a Nelson load. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, kids yeah. He killed a Nelson load of kids Yeah Yeah Okay mm, Yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take it all back anyway. uh, Luckily I don't know what that number is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Humanity has stopped at Because obviously you couldn't I mean obviously you could write numbers For infinity right Like mm. that's easy enough But the naming convention I just don't know I want to know what it goes up to Like surely we've stopped As a society but what is that last sort of millionth of or whatever that we've decided to, okay, let's not bother any further because... There needs to be an edge of human comprehension where they're like, we can, we can go on, but you won't be able to comprehend it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know what And what's that, that one? What's that, that one? Number is. You know what, Amanda, <laughs> you're good at this stuff. <laughs> Please write in and tell us what the highest... <laughs> Worded number is <laughs> uh, Okay Here's another one This is by New to this uh, At some point in our life We just stop playing with our shadow And never think about it again I mean except for maybe Peter Pan Yeah Would be the He's only a... exception to that rule That's true um, He is just a kid um, Okay because when I when I read this, I was like that. As soon as I read it, I was like, "Yeah, that's so true." Yeah. I've never thought about my shadow. I, I would since I was like a child. The the one the one caveat to this, I think, would be people who direct horror films, because shadows play a lot in that. So there would be a lot of like, oh, get your shadow to do something kind of creepy along the wall. Yeah. Or people that are into shadow puppetry, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Shadow puppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, otherwise, like, if I just stopped having a shadow, I don't think I'd notice. Do you think you'd notice? Other than... I don't think I would notice. Other than 
it would make some photos easier to take in sunset because you know how sometimes you want to take a photo but your shadow's in it a bit and you need to kind of adjust to get your shadow out of it yeah it would actually just be beneficial yeah okay yeah that's true um but i still wouldn't know i think you know, I'd be like, oh, I haven't had that problem where my shadow is in the photo <laughs> for so long. D- this is great. Yeah. But other than that, I would not think about it at all. Yeah. It, w- it would be until like you're maybe you're minding your niece or your nephew or something like that. And you needed to do a shadow puppet play of some yeah. kind. And you're like, oh, my God, it's gone. Oh <laughs> How long has this been gone? <laughs> Light just travels through me. This is insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know, especially I think just because like when I was younger playing, you know, with me, with my shadow just seemed like such a fun and whimsical thing to do. Mm. And now I, I haven't thought about him for so long. It was almost <laughs> depressive. I was like, oh, I've just got, I've just gotten used to life and everything is mundane yeah, now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think about you, the interesting concept of, you know, my body blocking too, light. You're too stressed out to play with your shadow these days. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I look at my shadow and it's just slightly shuddering, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. This is by 1000 Bananen. Uh, walking around at work and chatting with random people is considered lazy. Unless you are the CEO, then you're down to earth. <laughs> I, We both worked in places where CEOs are like, commonplace amongst the office yeah yeah don't walk around it makes everyone (laughs) uneasy whenever you walk around (laughs) everyone's like oh god yeah yeah so i think the down to earth thing would be to acknowledge that and be like my presence makes people uneasy maybe i'll back up a bit come in with a clown costume camera to ease the tension that's what i think um yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. It's funny you say that, right? Because I've never, and I think maybe it was because of that particular CEO, and and uh, he was pretty, uh, like he he would just like meet and greet people, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, and so I think that kind of changed my opinion, perhaps, of CEOs in general, or just like people in authority. Um. And I, I was never intimidated of him ever. Oh, and there no. was definitely always people, like you said, people in the office where so, he's walking yeah. around and you can tell people are super nervous. And I'm like, dude, no, no, this so, is so weird. Let me clarify here what I mean by this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about intimidation of like, oh my God, what if he fires me or anything like that? What I'm talking about is of all the CEOs I've known, and I've, I've known a few in different jobs, they're all the same in which... They operate at this level where if they need something done, everyone will just get it done for them. And they have no kind of semblance of the day-to-day of your job. So they'll just wander over, put something upon you, walk off whistling like nothing's happening, and your whole afternoon is now ruined. <laughs> and like, and they'll never know that. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I, I saw it happen with the CEO that, that we both knew and the, the CEO that I work for currently where they'll just come over, mention something offhandedly and walk off and then six people are like, oh my God, this <laughs> yeah. this is a lot of work now. Like this is, but they'll never know that because then all they get is the report of like, yep, that's all done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think 
they do know that <laughs> I think is the thing <laughs> I think they're like often you know uh CEO asking something is like because I need this for like the boardroom meeting that I'm gonna have that's gonna determine if we're all gonna keep our jobs yeah. so let's make this you know? well, <laughs> so, here's one example is um uh, there was there's this big campaign that was ready to go that very day ready to go out and the CEO yeah. walked past and said, you know what, I think I like this phrasing better. Let's change it to that phrasing. And then walked off. Which meant all of the creative that was made, everything that was pre-set up, now all had to change because he liked something slightly better. Yeah. And yeah. like, there is no real... Like, like, it was such an inconsequential change as well, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that it wouldn't have really made a difference. And to him, he's just like, well, now, now I like it slightly better. But he ruined like <laughs> yeah. four people's afternoons. <laughs> But did he make millions of dollars more, Cambe? Probably not, because it no, was such a huge. You don't know that. You don't know. You don't think like a CEO. So that, that's what you I'm think like about. a common fucking idiot, Cambe. <laughs> <laughs> he made an offhand comment that just made the company yeah, a yeah. pentillion more <laughs> dollars of almost <laughs> almost a Nelson more almost a Nelson more amount of money. Um, but yeah, that, that I was talking about that more than I was talking about uh, like right. intimidation. Well, well, I think the other thing of intimidation, even if they're like, I mean, I think there's CEOs that obviously like lean into that, like I am the CEO. Yeah. But I think like that CEO in particular, when we worked with them, he, he didn't have that air about him, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but uh, you reckon he had an intimidate, he tried to intimidate people? Um, no, not not intimidate, but... Look, I, 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 I won't go into it on this show. I'll tell you about okay. it afterwards. Okay, okay. I don't. Well, I, I personally don't think that he like ever tried to intimidate people. No. But I think people, uh, in general, were intimidated by him, mm. and uh, just because of his status. And I find that such a weird thing, that people. Same with like my current work, right? Like. People are just so... Like, I, I one time uh, emailed the, like, head, head, head of where I worked, right? So really high up. And and I just spoke to... And I, th I didn't realize it was this person. And I was asking them to do, like, this most common basic task. Like, hey, you need to let me know uh, this information, you know? Which is they've probably got, like, you know, like seven people under them that could answer that question but because I didn't know I went straight to them and there was like somebody who like basically turned white when they heard that I had emailed this person I was like how do you live your life <laughs> in such fear yeah. from people that are just regular human beings like they're not special people they haven't been brought up like you know in a different way they've just like you know made some good decisions in their life and got to this point they should uh, to me it just blows my mind that some people are so intimidated by them like you know Another girl in my team is like verbally nervous. Like you, you can hear tremor in her voice when she's talking to somebody that is above her, even by a, a much smaller degree. It's like, how do you, how do you live that way? I don't, I don't understand. I don't have that. And if you ever have a, you know, a CEO or somebody that's higher up that purposefully makes you feel that way and purposefully intimidates you you shouldn't fucking be there yeah. <laughs> like, get out of that that's such a horrible like workplace to be in yeah. and leave if 
if you're, you know, if you would otherwise treat them normally and they make you treat them like a god, then get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> like, such a terrible thing. Anyway. Um, okay, Camera, I think we should get into podnapping. <laughs> oh my god, I'm being podnapped! Podnapping. This is Podnapping, where we nap a pod. We take a topic of conversation and a se- or a segment from another podcast, and we do it ourselves. Yes, it's my week this week. And uh, so I, I came up with something, uh, because this week I've been cataloging a lot of our old episodes, Nelson. I've been transferring okay. them to like a new, uh, like a, to somewhere to store them, just because okay. we don't really all have them in one place. Yeah. And consequently, that means I've been seeing a lot of our episode titles come up. Oh, okay. Now, we always have a naming convention, which is we normally name the episode something that is talked about in the first Reddit on Reddit segment. Yeah. And I'm looking at some of the episode titles and I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell did we talk about <laughs> yeah. that got this title? So yeah. then I thought maybe I should pair this with something. So I, I went searching for a podcast and I've accidentally discovered a podcast that actually sounds quite interesting. Okay, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, from people that we podnap, uh, have podnapped several times, Hamish and Andy. As of okay. about two weeks ago, they released a podcast called The Remembering Project, okay. where because they've been on radio for 15 years, they pull a random like sheet of notes from a show from any given time in their yeah. their whole thing, and then they have to try and remember what they were talking about on that show. Okay, yeah. So, okay, good. yeah, sure. I, it, it, this is that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so what I've done is I've got 10 episode titles here. Yeah. And I'm going to go them in uh, from newest to oldest. So you're going to start with an episode fairly recently. I'm going to give the episode title and I want you to try and remember what we were talking about that that made that title a thing. Okay? Easy. And there's, Easy there's, 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 I remember everything. There's 10 of them. Well, okay, okay. So I'm going to start fairly recently from episode 205, which was just August this year. Okay. Yeah. The episode is titled "Stab Me Ninety Times at My Funeral." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you remember what we were talking about that that birthed that title? I mean, I remember the conversation was around. Oh, oh, nope. I remember it. It yep. was the person was buried alive. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, they you, you, were. It was something close to that. Yeah, like they I, were. I, I, I'll give you that point for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was the uh, it was a twenty year old woman found breathing at a funeral home after yeah. being pronounced dead. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, do you remember how we how we got to the title that we have? Y- yeah, because we needed to make sure we were yeah, dead yeah. when we <laughs> yeah. were declared dead. I think there was first we were going to be scarecrows put yeah. up as scarecrows in a field um, first, uh, and then. Uh, stabbed several yep. times yep. at uh, yeah. funeral and then burned obviously is the last one and thrown into a volcano I think into a volcano. Well. but yeah the, the stabbed me 90 times at my funeral came from the idea that people would line up to, to, to say their last right, say the last thing of last viewing yeah. and each of them would stab you yeah as a matter <laughs> as, a, as a matter of respect matter you of know respect. <laughs> you I want to make sure you're dead that's how much I appreciate you <laughs> In uh, fact, if you were an enemy of this person, you would refuse to stab them yeah. at, the, at the funeral. All right. So now we're going to go back a little further. This is from episode 166. Okay. Uh, and it, it, the title is Canadians are idiots. 
Yeah. What oh, were we talking they? about that made us name the title Canadians Are Idiots? Um. Oh, oh, I do remember this one too. I think it was that they use some metric system and some imperial. Well done, Nelson. Yes, there was a flowchart of yeah. of the all the different measurements where they'd be like imperial, um, metric, Fahrenheit, Celsius, and there was a flowchart to work out in any given situation which yeah. of those metrics you would use because they don't have one set. They yeah. flip flop between them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. God, Canadians are idiots, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do start the episode off by saying, I don't want this to come off as racist, but all Canadians are idiots and what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you said, I think I get away with that because the majority of them are white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, do you know what I heard the other day? Interesting fact about <laughs> Canada is that they have... Um, a three-party political system, but two of the parties are more left-leaning, mm-hmm. which ruins the left side of things because the votes get split between those two parties, yeah. and the more right-leaning party ends up being the like leader. Yeah. Often, that, I that, thought that was like really interesting concept, and that really sucks. That <laughs> that that semi semi happens here, not to the extent in Canada. But we have mm. our two parties, but then we also have a party called the Greens, which end up yeah. taking some of the votes from the more left of those two parties as well. And we generally have a conservative government. And there's, there's an argument that that party can sometimes take votes away from the other party for that reason, not to the extent because they're not like a fully... They're not the, the, the status of a fully formed party like in Canada. Yeah, yeah. We can also, like, we've. I'm pretty sure our Senate works differently as yeah. well, though, so it can kind of compensate for a little bit of that. But, yeah, yeah, that, that's sort of true, too, yeah. yeah. But what you're saying is Canadians are idiots. Canadians are idiots. <clears throat> Nelson, episode 114 is titled No Brides on Instagram. Why is it titled that? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> no Brides on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy. I think this one is really um, ambiguous. I have a feeling, like I like I want to even say that it wasn't even about Instagram necessarily. You are correct. It was the post was actually about Facebook. Right. Okay. Okay. Was it something about child brides? Nelson, you this well done yes it was oh my god the post (laughs) the post was Facebook's been criticised for allowing a 16 year old child bride in South Sudan to be auctioned off to the highest bidder on the platform right the father received 500 cows two luxury cars two bikes a boat and some mobile phones worth $13,800 in exchange for his daughter yeah right uh, during the episode you revealed that you've recently discovered that Facebook is actually for old people and you didn't know that and yeah. we made the argument that Instagram is young and hip, therefore no one sells brides on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very impressed that you remember that. I'm impressed. Can we stop there? I'm like, I've got like 100%. I, I, I think success. you might be able to get the following uh, okay. because uh, I, th- I think that it was a fairly well-received joke at the time. But episode 111 is titled, If Gremlins Yodel. <laughs> Why is it titled that? Ah, oh, if gremlins yodel. Uh, was it something about like? Uh, 
Oh man, I I do I do sort of vaguely remember talking about this. I I think maybe it was like were we saying that the yodeling like that form of communication should be utilized maybe no no so what it was it was it was an ask reddit okay. uh, and they 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 were essentially saying that you're walking home and a gremlin comes up to you and with lightning speed he puts a bunch of spaghetti into your pockets and he runs oh, away yeah, that's right. what would yeah. you do and our problem was that how yeah. would you ever get anyone to believe you that that happened <laughs> Yeah. And at first we discussed having a code word and the code right. word we pitched was watermelon. Okay, but then we yeah. agreed that it could become confusing if ever one of us needed to tell the other about a watermelon, watermelon sale. <laughs> okay. So you would pitch the idea that perhaps if one of us runs in and yodels and then tells the story, yodeling is such a rare thing for us to ever do okay. yeah. that we, we will know that it's legitimate. <laughs> Therefore, Nelson, if gremlins yodel, if gremlins do, oh man, I'm so glad you reminded me of that on the off chance I run into a gremlin yeah, yeah, yeah. and I need to tell you Because yeah, yeah. if you had a person here yodeled and then said that story, would it be like, what? I've got two questions. Why the yodel? And second, why are you making up that story? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nelson, episode 91 is titled yeah. Low Stakes Urban First World Terrorism. Why is it titled that? Um... Low stakes urban first world terrorism. Okay, I, I mean, again, I like have a vague memory of this. Well, because I should and, say we're, and we're getting was further and further away from the present, so your memory should be starting to get yeah, a little fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that it was um, like I, I I I just can't remember what the act was, but it but that title sums up exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a terrorist act but it was low stakes and it was like i can't remember what the act yeah. was i can, I can I tell you it was think. somebody had threatened to cut the power to a vending machine if oh Cheetos yeah were not restocked in the vending machine yeah yes i do remember that they, which, they put like a note on the vending yeah, machine yeah. that was which yeah, we yeah. classified as a, a low stake urban first world act of terrorism yeah 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 that's right. yeah there okay. is a couple more uh, okay. Nelson, episode 85 is titled Our Father Who Art in TEDx Melbourne 2018. <laughs> Why is it named that? Our Father Who Art in TEDx Melbourne 2018. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 first of all, if, you, if you're listening, play along if you either yeah, can. But yeah. uh, this will be really interesting because we do get people to binge the show. Like we get yeah, people yeah. that just said, oh, I've listened to it all in the last month and I'm up to date now. Yeah. to see how much of this they remember as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Obviously, we we're talking about doing a TEDx event in Melbourne. Wrong. I. Oh, no, <laughs> wait. Um, was it something to do with one of us being like the saviour or something? No, or? no. Uh, so no. what this was is it was, uh, it was a Reddit or Reddit post that said someone had pitched this. Create a system like church where a large group of people meet up and listen to a person speak. But rather than talking about religion, they discuss non-religious philosophical ideas uh, yeah. or celebrate different ways of thinking, to which we theorize that that does exist, and it's called a TED Talk. 
Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Therefore, why don't we make TED like a religious organization instead? Right, yeah, yeah. Therefore, Nelson, our father who art in TEDx Melbourne 2018. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yep. sense. Yep, Makes yep, sense. Yep. <laughs> You've got four more, Nelson. Four more. Okay, I want Epis- to get another one of these. Episode okay. 74 is titled mm. Oompa Loompas Are Working Overtime. Why is it titled that? <sighs> Uh, I'll be I'll be amazed if you get this. Okay, Palumbas <laughs> are making every time. Yep. In fact, I, I mean, I might even if you, if you, if you're coming up completely blank, I might even give you a hint. Okay. Um, I might need the hint. Yep. I I don't think it was. Um, I don't think it was related though to like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory directly. I want to say. So, uh, no, it wasn't. So, here's the hint, is that Oompa Loompas aren't mentioned in the, in the original post. The original post is actually about uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> okay. So, we were probably giving him some crap about uh, making... Or at that point, I think he was the pension state of the podcast, he probably. Was, you know, before um, we distanced ourselves. So, we probably weren't giving him crap, but we were probably praising him on i guess a development that you've done maybe we're just talking about the the developments in general i guess and like uh that he was doing a lot of different things so why are oompa loompas working overtime um because they need to get to mars and that's (laughs) when he's using them but we didn't mention oompa loompas so so you, you, you are almost there. So the, the post was about during like a, a regular shuttle program to put a single kilogram into space cost $57,000. But with the right. new SpaceX rocket, it would go down to $47 right. per kilogram. Yep. And, and we had theorized that everything he does is always like it seems miraculously cheap. Yeah, yeah. And we talked a little bit about how we had the solar panel roofing tiles. And he's like, not only will this power your house, but it is actually cheaper than regular tiles. Yeah. And we had theorized that the only way that he can make things so miraculously cheap is that he exploits the Oompa Loompas as a slave labor system to yeah. get it done. So every time he announces something like this, the Oompa Loompas are actually all very depressed because they know that they need to then deliver yeah. what he's saying. They're working overtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Nelson. Yeah. No, uh, episode uh, 67 is titled Million Dollar Vodka. Why? This is a pretty straightforward one. Uh, million Dollar Vodka. Okay, was there... Uh, vodka, I'm not sure about. Uh, I was going to I know we've spoken about when the like World War II was over or something or something like that. Like Russia drank through all their vodka. I remember we spoke about that. Yeah. I don't know if that's this one. This one no. doesn't seem right. No, no. I also think we've spoken about uh, whiskey, the, a certain brand of whiskey that Winston Churchill used to drink, and it sunk to the bottom of the ocean, and that type, that whiskey now is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what this is about, because obviously no. it says vodka. No. Um. Was it just about an expense? There is a million dollar bottle of vodka that you're you're very close. Exists. You're very close. <laughs> that uh, it's fairly straightforward. 
It was about the world's most expensive bottle of vodka being stolen from a bar in Copenhagen, Denmark. And the theft of the bottle is claimed to be the world's most expensive bottle of vodka valued at $1.3 million. Right. Phew. Jeez. All right. You got two more, Nelson. Episode okay. 47. You're in the year 2017 now. So this is for three years ago. <laughs> Episode 47 is entitled Millennials Are Killing Eclipses. Uh, I mean, I, so I think this was just on the idea like there was a post saying millennials ruin everything. Yes. And we were uh, maybe exacerbating that and saying that they are ruining eclipses. But why specifically <laughs> were they ruining <laughs> eclipses? Yeah. Can I um, tell you that this title is actually a mashup of two separate posts that were Reddit on Reddit. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you okay? You so the correct. first the one then is well, millennials ruin everything. The right? second one that. is technically yeah. There was a collage of headlines of yeah. every time the news has reported something that millennials are killing. Yeah. The first okay. post was about eclipses. First post was about eclipses. <laughs> um. Is it about people? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. So the first story was about a, a McDonald's store that shut briefly to allow its staff to enjoy the eclipse. Oh. So there was okay. a note outside the McDonald's that said, we will be shut from this time to this time to allow our staffs to enjoy the totality and awesomeness of the lunar eclipse. Right, yeah, okay. And then when you put I those remember, it's funny that you say this, right? And is is like every time you've reminded me of something, I actually have the mental image in my head of, like I could almost draw you the post. Yeah, yeah. Like in a way, because in my head I have this flash of like, oh, that's what that looks like. Like when you said the millennial headlines, I remember looking yeah. at like the, post, the image yeah, yeah. of the different headlines. Yeah. yeah. So here's the very last one from episode 11. All the way back in December 2016. Okay. The episode 11 is titled Harry Potter is a Drug Addict. <laughs> oh, uh, it I actually think I do remember this one. This was a writing post. It was. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, yep. And it was about, yeah, just like at the concept of what if Harry, what is the story if Harry Potter was a drug addict, I think. Or, or, or yeah. Or, or maybe it's, maybe it's like, what is the or like yeah or maybe it's like yeah or that's the conclusion we came up with of like the story in the end it's that he was on drugs the whole time or something like that I can't you're, 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 you're so close I think I'll give it to you it is a writing prompt and, and you, you're almost there the writing prompt is this Harry, Ron, and Hermione aren't actually wizards in the wizarding world. They are high on drugs and hallucinating their journeys. All of the cops are dementors and Dumbledore is a crazy old homeless man. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I vaguely remember that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I think that you did fairly well there. there. There was some fuzziness around the middle of our run when we were pretty whacked out on heroin. I don't know yeah. if the listeners knew that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're uh, clean now, though. We're clean now. We're clean now. <laughs> when I say we're clean, I mean we use less yeah, every yeah, yeah. every episode. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be fully clean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, well, well done. Okay. Yeah. I think you did quite well. Thank you. And hopefully Thank that you. was a fun trip down memory lane. 
It was a horrible trip. I never like to relive this podcast. You know that. This is obviously a, a form of torture. Taylor gives you a horrible trip. Too much heroin. Too much heroin. But, Cambo, just the right amount? Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, now we can get into. Uh, can I just say, look, mm-hmm. just just in case any, we turns out we have quite lo- young listeners. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. out the other day from an email. We don't do heroin. And, and we don't, don't do heroin. <laughs> We've never done heroin, and you should never do heroin. You should never do heroin. It's oh, it's too good for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, now it's time for AMA, the Ask Me Anything, where listeners of the show, just like you, listener can write in and ask us anything you want. In fact, that's oh, what... Oh, and wait, before you yep. continue, it's very important to know these emails are in the order that we received them. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Very important to note this because it's, there's some weirdness going on. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If, if there are two things to take away from this show, one is that the emails are in the order that we receive them, and two, don't do heroin. Yeah, and don't do heroin. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, yes, Hallie has written in. She said, Gentlemen, happy late birthday to Cambo. I have a package in the mail for you to share with Stacey and Nelson. Let me know when it arrives because I don't know how long it would take to be delivered. Uh, update as of yet has not arrived. Just thought I'd let, let Hallie know that. Uh, I also found a page for Reddit on Reddit on Urban Dictionary. Congratulations on being a witch podcast, spelled W-I-T-C-H. Because I interpret this as being, what are you listening to? A podcast. A witch podcast? Yeah, it's Reddit on Reddit. (laughs) Uh, My question for this week, if you were stranded on a desert island together, who would try to eat the other first? My vote is on Nelson. Love you guys, Hallie. Um, Here's the thing, Cambo. Mm -hmm. The thought of eating you... um, is not something that's crossed my mind before. <laughs> okay, I want you to know that to yeah. start off with. All right? Um, and if we we're on a deserted island together, it wouldn't be my first thought to eat you either because I would say, hey, Cambo, let's try and perhaps fish together. <laughs> Might yeah. be. In fact, I see the, the idea of survival uh, with two people together is more likely than the survival of many uh, you know of one rather sorry um because i think that humanity is just we've survived for so long because there's so many of us together <laughs> to collaborating <laughs> right but if there was absolutely no food and no fish together i probably would eat you Kempe. Mm, but would you eat me before i ate you here's my theory is that I, I I am of the two of us probably the pickier eater so mm. you would probably survive longer on what was available on the island but I would probably go I'm si- I want meat again yeah yeah sooner than you oh mushrooms no thank you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> as soon as we've just got mushrooms left as you're picking the mushrooms I'm coming up behind you with a big rock and yeah. just straight in the back of the head well see here's the thing Cam I've thought about this ahead of time <laughs> and all I've been eating is mushrooms no. So I'm going to take taste like a big <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> so you're like, Ugh, don't even want to eat Nelson. He's, I will try the bark off this tree before I eat a mushroom-sized Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's my 
that's my that's my plan. Here's the thing, Camber. This is what I would like. Let's say that you that we're both starving. Um, would you be willing to sacrifice yourself for me? No. Nah. Well, <laughs> I want to want to put a stop to that trade of thought what right if now. You had a broken leg. No. Nah. And nah. broken arms. <laughs> And you're struggling to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Your quality of life is so low, Camper. Let me eat you, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you would have to forcefully murder me. I would not let you have a clear conscience about eating me. (laughs) As you were murdering me and chopping me up, I would just be screaming, I'm in horrendous pain the entire time. (laughs) Just, Just to let you know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, thank you so much for being an asshole about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, why don't you just die and let me eat you? Like, a, not be such a bloody I pansy still, about it. I still wouldn't kill you. If you had broken arms and legs and were struggling to breathe, I'm like, you've only got a few days at best. <laughs> I, I, I was just not leave going you. to provide you food. Yeah, and yeah. If you die, you die. And then I guess I have to eat you. Yeah, I'll just come back after a few days to your <laughs> your corpse. <laughs> Start eating that. Um, <laughs> I do it reminds me of that uh, story. This is uh, not about eating, but the um, this famous story of uh, these two mountain climbers. And one way or another, I have no idea how it happens. Uh, one of them falls unconscious, and the and is hanging off the other one uh, and they're a bit uh, like kind of an out uh, the, the cliff is overhanging so yeah. this guy that's dangling is just like he can't even touch the mountainside sort of things not there uh and so the guy who is conscious and is above without he said without even thinking he just cut the rope and let his friend fall um, because he knew that he would die if he didn't do anything yeah. about it. And I thought that was so amazing. Like the, the fact that he did it so quickly, just knowing that, oh, I'm dead if I don't. Okay, I'm just going to kill my friend. Um, but fun story is that the guy that he cut loose ended up surviving. And uh, and then, you know, they, they were talking about this this story and recounting it after he was better or whatever. The guy was like, oh, yeah, I, t- I don't blame him at all. Like he had to do that. Otherwise he would have died <laughs> do you think it would have been like look I don't blame you at all I completely understand yeah side note let's not hang out as much anymore yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still like that's just unrelated but still also you're the only one of my friends that has condemned me to death yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't account for nothing <laughs> um okay uh we have another one here uh it says, uh, this by Hazim, and it's titled, This Means War! Hey, Robbo, slash Sharia. We still don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, watch yourself, damn dirty New Jerseyites trying to encroach on others' territory. I got my eyes on you, Sharia. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Thin ice, mate. Thin ice. Hazim, the official Reddit on Reddit New York correspondent. 
I do enjoy now that the the email system has become a way for two other people to communicate with each other yeah. via our podcast. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't reference us at all. Yeah, <laughs> we're not I, involved in this. I also appreciate that Nizim has, um, you know, uh, re-challenged his correspondence because, as we all know, we don't keep track of the correspondence. I mean, we know Nizim's New York correspondent, but, yep. like, we're not responsible if somebody just claims it over the top yeah. forever and ever. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that Nizim has written in and reclaimed it um, because you kind of just have to keep mentioning it, otherwise it might just fall to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Tom from MySpace. Don't ever forget it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, We have one last one here, uh, and it's by Rasmus. And the title of this email is, I have put Reddit on Reddit on Urban Dictionary. (laughs) So just to reiterate, Hallie wrote in first, notifying us that we were on Urban Dictionary. Then we got an email from Rasmus saying that he was the one that did it, (laughs) like, a few days later. It is so weird that that... um, I want to know why Hallie found that in the first place. Well, here's... Do you want me to read the the Urban Dictionary entry for our podcast? Because there there is a little bit more... So, I was going to get to that, but you do it. You do it. Okay, That's fine. So, so on Urban Dictionary, or if you were just to Google Reddit on Reddit, Urban Dictionary pops up quite toward the top. Uh, this is the top definition, which I find interesting that there would be a different definition from someone else. But it says, Reddit on Reddit, the longest running Reddit-based podcast, brackets, but not the official one, run by two Australians. They have 209 episodes as of the 1st of October 2020. And then the, the last uh, bit is the section that Hallie had sent us. Are you listening to a podcast? Yes. A which podcast? I read it on Reddit. Okay. Which is meant to be which podcast? W-H-I-C-H. Yes. But it's spelt which W-I-T-C-H. Which, by the which- way, <laughs> please don't change. We are a witch W-I-T-C-H podcast Yeah, yeah Nobody change that, please Okay Uh, Anyway, uh, Rasmus says uh, uh, Yes, I did Bing it Because you can't Google during the show But you never said anything about any other search engines He's got us there We love a loophole I will never Bing anything in my life (laughs) Just so you know the like the most extreme i might yahoo something yeah if if for some reason i'm found in that situation <laughs> but bing oh my i will eat cambo before i bing something <laughs> <laughs> um uh anyways i wonder what activities you usually go to usually meaning if the coronavirus wasn't a thing and what activities you went to as a kid I go to piano and jujitsu. I'm going. I'm gonna go there in like five minutes. Uh, Rasmus. Now, now, uh, so do you yeah. want me to? Do you want me to help you out with this little section? Yes, I would. I am, as in Rasmus, now the Sweden correspondent. Do we already have somebody? Again, look. This is actually <laughs> a, a valid point. We just spoke about it. I'm not sure if somebody else has claimed the Swedish correspondence. But whatever, let's just go. We'll find out if yeah, somebody yeah. challenges it back and says, "Hey, I was." Originally. I feel like we'll we do it. have a Swedish correspondent. I think so we do. I- we have a few Swedish a listeners via the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. <laughs> um, what are the usual activities you 
Dikembe. I well, guess yeah, I mean, hobbies and interests. Yeah, you, you mentioned tennis. That, that's yeah, the, I do tennis, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, every, every morning I used to go to the gym. Uh, that's obviously been closed since April. So yeah. uh, it's been a while. And, and just the other day I realized that I am actually very much looking forward to it. I didn't realize, like, it used to be a thing where I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go. And then when you don't do it for months and months, you actually realize, oh, I, I quite enjoyed going. Yeah, just like yeah. the little routine of it or things like that. Uh, the other one, that obviously, Stace and I normally go to the movies quite a bit. We like, like to watch whatever the new release movie is. I yeah. haven't been able to do that since March as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a kid, I actually played Australian rules football for quite a few years, which is something that people don't believe about me when I tell them that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> for like years and years, I played. I was quite into and played football, and and I won some kind of trophy for it as well. Yeah, participation uh, trophy, Cam. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It was like beyond that. I was surprised as anyone that I won it. By the way, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I don't. I don't think I was very good. It was but the was we're some- surprised you're here trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some kind of trophy that had so little sentimental value to me as a child that by the age of like twelve or thirteen or whenever I gave it up, I just threw it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like exactly. I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I had, um, well, uh, uh, so something I used to do when I was younger was uh, uh, Rasmus. You mentioned jujitsu. I used to do judo, um, uh, which I really quite liked. And you know, I won a couple of trophies and stuff. And I really liked it. But I'm just not a sentimental person, and absolutely threw those trophies out. <laughs> I was like, what's the point of this? This bullshit. Okay, I won. A, I won a tournament once when I was really young. I'll show everybody in my future <laughs> yep. that I did this. I will say I have one and only one trophy here, and that is the who. What are the rules champion trophy? <laughs> yeah, was sent to us by Hazim, and I didn't even win it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's put there to as a reminder, reminder. Kevin, that I am <laughs> superior in every way. <laughs> um, uh, but I also used to do like singing lessons and uh, I actually learned the saxophone for a bit. I can't play the saxophone, but I learned the saxophone for a bit. Uh, and you used to play the guitar, right? Kemba, yeah. you, you really had some that, guitar That lessons. was more self-taught. Oh, okay. Self-taught, right, yeah. Um, uh, but one that probably surprises people is, uh, and maybe you don't even know this. I'm not sure. Oh, no, I think you do. I used to do ballet when I was, like, really young for, like, many years, probably, like, five years or so um, for when I was maybe, yeah, like, six or seven to, yeah, like, 11, 12, 13 even. Um, and, uh, yeah, was, was in a few, like, productions. Swan Lake, Cambo. I was the swan. No, I wasn't really. <laughs> but, uh, in the Nutcracker, I had a big part. Mm, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, cool, so cool flex. That's what I used to do. <laughs> um, do you know, footballers, Campo, do ballet because it's good for oh, ballet and stuff. Ba- ballet, they're, they're, like everyone that does ballet is in like incredible shape. Yeah, like well, it, some are let's say uh, malnourished. I think <laughs> is uh, pretty well, I common. Would say, I would say, cause you, so yeah, I should clarify specifically. <laughs> you were talking about the, the footballers. Uh, yeah, a lot of the guys that do ballet, uh, yeah, you need yeah. to lift a lot of people and, and whatnot. Yeah, um, a lot of them very, very in shape. 
Yeah, they would be in better shape. So, like, if those people that they lifted were more nourished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my point is, it was harder you, to if, lift if, them. If, if you were of the mindset that, like, oh, ballet is just for girls or something like that, and mm. you were to try and taunt a, a ballet dancer that's a man, chances are he's huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he would absolutely destroy you. Yeah. And then that's yeah. more embarrassing for you because you, you just got beaten up by a ballet dancer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's true, it's true. Uh, but anyway, so thank you for writing in uh, Rasmus and Hazim and Hallie. If you would like to write into us, you can do so. Reddit podcast, R-E-A-D-I-T podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Facebook, uh, Twitter, and our subreddit. Uh, they're all R-E-A-D-I-T podcast. You can also join us on our Discord. Uh, yep. If you look at the pinned top pinned post on our Reddit subreddit. It's also, uh, by the way, in the show notes, I should point out. What, what's that? It's, all, it's in the show notes as well. Oh, and uh, it's in the yeah. show notes. Cool, cool, cool. That might be easier. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably just click on that link. It's way easier. I put it just below our Redbubble link because obviously I yeah. want people to spend money first click, and then come click, join us on Discord. Click the Redbubble link first, yeah. then, then join the Discord and tell people that you bought something on the Redbubble <laughs> <laughs> so that they get FOMO and it starts a cycle. Yeah, yeah. That's what we want. Um, but that's it so thanks for listening and we will read you later